All right. Yeah. Welcome everybody to the Beer and Banter podcast, episode five. Still well, going five, strong. Six. Yeah. Already five. Five more than we're at ten. <laughs> That's it, Fabio. How's it, Jeff? How are you today? What are, What have I'm you been up to? Good to Good to be here as always. Um, I think uh, I was just listening to some some tense your dawn via my wife. Uh, oh, right. So. Rest, rest in peace, an absolute legend of South African music. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, it's a bit of sombering news, but he he really did contribute greatly to 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 who we are as a as a nation. I think even yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, may he may his family be comforted and uh, his soul rest in peace. So there yeah, we go. may we Jason. long may we long socky on his songs. <laughs> I tell you, he gave us some legends, my friend. Yeah, definitely. And also, um, all the best to Yanni Duplessis and his family. Yes. The loss of their child. I don't know how people go on after that, but yeah. all the best to them. Immense, immense strength. Yeah. Um, and and faith and hope and all the rest of it. So all the best to him and Strong's at this time as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there <laughs> we go. Otherwise, uh, all good. All good in yeah. this side of yeah. Gyeonggi Do province, I would say. Nice. Yeah, yeah, all good here in Boryong. We're still in like short clothes, not wearing the long clothes yet. <laughs> I tell you, man, the weather is gonna, it's, it's on its way. Winter yeah, no, it I can feel it. I can feel it. I think by next week I won't wear shorts anymore. <laughs> oh, no, I've packed the shorts away for two weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Jeff, tell us a little bit about your decider, if I can call it that, that you're playing on, on Saturday. Uh yeah, it's it's just our last pool game. So we are we've won two and uh lost one in our Soul Saturday League. So we've we've got to get uh, one decent win now to cement our place in the semifinals. I think we'll even with a with a half decent result we should be we should be good to go. But uh yeah, yeah hopefully we can uh shut up shop and bang a few goals in for HBC yeah. and uh see the semi-finals uh, in two weeks' time. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks, awesome. So, Jeff, let's start off tonight with the big one on Saturday, the one I think England fans and Springbok fans have been licking their lips for the last two years, the box versus England. What, 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 are, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I think, you know, the Rossi gate has come at a, at a terrible time for England, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> um, because uh, I feel that you know, wounded Springbok man, thirty-two uh, twelve is going to come again, and uh, yeah, I think the the English media and the English arrogance is going to be going to be put to rest. Yeah, I can promise you now. If we're at twenty-nine twelve and it's like the seventy-ninth minute, and we can we get a penalty. I'm telling you, Andre is putting that thing through that post. <laughs> no going for a lineup, nothing. We're going straight penalty. <laughs> I, I, I do think though we must we, we, we must still keep our, our heads level. I mean, yeah, Jones, Eddie Jones is very astute. Um, they've got Proudfoot there now as well. Um, so they've got some inside info, inside info rather against against us, especially uh, up front. Um, and uh, I know that uh, Genge, the, the, that prop is out, so I'm not yeah. so sure exactly who, who's who's starting. But I know that Sinclair is going to be back for for blood because of or revenge. Um, 
he's gonna try but i've i've I sort of it's weird with Carl Sittler because of the way that he you know what he did with his silver medal and everything and then after that he's showed a bit of a bit of class in in his in the in his club uh, um in the club environment so I don't know where I stand with him and um I yeah. think he's a he's a class prop like he's very also very mobile like ox our our own ox and he's strong yeah. But yeah, I think he he will try to scrum our oaks, and uh, I like literally there's no other scrum or I want to say uh, front row, but it's actually two front rows, like yeah. the ones where we have at uh, at the spring box. Yeah, and I think I it will be a it will be a struggle for England in the front in the front pack. Yeah, I believe so as well. Um, and I mean, we, we, we need to remember how blessed we are um, in terms of being able to call on those oaks and you know, replace an entire front row and not lose any any yeah. power and skill or anything. You know, that's that's very huge. Um, I read a piece about uh, what Beastum Tawarira had to say in the World Cup final, and he just mm-hmm. said he's coming for Dan, Dan Cole at each scrum. And I yeah. think uh, that, uh, that dominance... Um, it sets it sets yourself up for for uh, success around the park, actually. Yeah, definitely. If your, scrum, if your scrum is going backwards, then you're pretty much uh, on the road to a defeat. To be honest. Um, yeah, unless you have a decent or a world class fly off that can kick you into the other half. Yeah, that's it. Um, I remember coaching with. Uh, well, I was I was more in the in the background, but I remember. The uh, first side coach when I when I was involved in in rugby and all he wanted to do was scrum. Yeah. And that's it. if you're if you're scrum and shout out to Tinas Pinar um, down Kazedin uh, way in South Africa and uh, he was always like if your scrum's going backwards you don't have a game of rugby. Yeah, you don't. I think as simple as that on Saturday um, it's going to be a massive battle and uh, yeah I think Springboks definitely have the upper hand. Yeah, back to schoolboy rugby. Like when I was still at school, I used to play lock or eighth men. And then your old school coaches just want to scrum all the time. Like literally, like every practice is scrum practice. And then you'll put the scrum, you'll set it nicely, and you and the ball goes to the back line, and they knock the ball, and you have to come back. Forwards used to hate those exit, those practices. <laughs> yeah, I'm not it's, it's a South African thing to be able to scrum properly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So where do you think the the key battle, uh, except for the, the front pack, where do you think where could where could England have the upper hand on the Springboks? Sure, that's a that's a tough question. Um, yo, I, I don't I don't actually know to be honest. I maybe maybe in the loose forwards if Sia if Sia Colisi doesn't pick up his hand and they've got some some quality loose forwards mm. I can't I mean they don't have Owen Farrell he's also out so I mean England are England are a bit of a wounded animal as well um, yeah. I to be honest I can't single out where I can where I can see them getting Getting massive dominance over us. Yeah, I've actually said they have a better chance of beating us without Owen Farrell, <laughs> because now yeah. the box will focus on actually playing the game and not taking him out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Who 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 is playing centre there? I don't think they've released their team yet, but it would I probably be um, Tuilangi, maybe. 
But Terry Lange is like the old. The thing is, they can they can put who they want in those centers. They those guys in the centers need to break past Dialende and past Um. And I'm sorry, yeah. you're not. That's one channel you're not getting through. That's unfortunately that's yeah. just it. I just I just hope we can we can finish off by beating England at Twickenham. Like honestly, yeah. that would be that would be amazing. The first time in seven years, I think. And I yes. think if there's one thing that the this Springbok side especially has done is break records or or yeah. rewrite the record books, like Definitely. winning the World Cup without by losing a pool game, winning the the rugby championship and the World Cup in one year, like yeah. and I mean beating Wales in Wales again and yeah. beating New Zealand in New Zealand. Tails are up absolutely, and I mean we're back to the top of the world rankings where I believe we should be. Um, yeah, now we can actually say we we belong there. It's not because we didn't play; it's because we actually beat teams to get there. Correct, correct, correct. And I think you know Ireland. Ireland showed that the All Blacks are not. Uh, not the indomitable force that they that they have been. Yeah, uh, they they just blitzed them. Yo, I watched that game and I was like, yo, this is green, green. But it's every- like the like the the north the every southern hemisphere have their northern northern hemisphere bogey team. Like South Africa, it's yeah. Wales. Yeah. Australia, it's England or Scotland or any northern hemisphere team, and then New Zealand, it's Ireland. I just feel like those are like the combinations that. If those two come up against each other, then you know it's not going to be predictable as always. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we got we got one over Wales, and I think the cards kind of landed in our favour. Yeah. Uh, especially with Win jo- and Win Jones being out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so. Yeah. 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 So staying with rugby, um, I think <laughs> South Africa always has more than one game to play in a week. Like we play with <laughs> England this week, and we battle World Rugby and the, these things going on. It's like, it's just you know, the, the biasness towards the spring box. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's so strange. It's so strange because you don't want to be like that winger. You don't want to be a whiner. Yeah, you don't but want to be. Time, like, you, you look at how these things line up with for four months or whatever, they just let it happen. Yeah. And then the, day, the week before, now they think, okay, well, now's the best time England's going to try and beat the spring box. Let's just dump this on them. Yeah. It's bad, whoever, you know, and uh, I think also we have to remember that to some extent we must respect the people who are in charge of the game. The, yeah, the, by the, all means, the body, the referees, all those kind of things. We're reasonable people, but at the same time, again, you know, nobody is immune to to criticism, and I yeah. don't know whether it was whether it was on purpose that that video leaked or whether it was made and then something happened or whatever. But, you know, why shouldn't a coach be able to 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 make a report on the referee or, yeah. or show mistakes or whatever? Whether it's to publicly name and shame, maybe that's, you know, maybe we went a bit too far, but there should be a certain level of accountability at that at that highest level. And we've seen now in other sports, which we'll touch on later, how important that kind of stuff is because they literally can cost livelihoods if you're not fair and, yeah. you know, completely and utterly neutral. And also, I mean, there's long, long been this belief that the, the, the administrative body world rugby is a bit of an old boys club and uh they just and it is it, it, it's towards, towards england 
Yeah. And now England are playing world number one. So let's just try and weaken world number one so that they don't see the backside again. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm so. very, I'm sorry to tell them, but if they ever wanted to add fuel to fire, then that's exactly what they did. Exactly. Yeah. They're not going to make it easier for themselves now. And the Springboks, the Springboks have shown two things. Firstly, that they can play without Rossi Erasmus. And secondly, yeah. Rossi Erasmus is possibly going to find a way to even influence the team anyway. Yeah. So, like, he's not a dumbass. Even yeah. if he has to build a ladder to sit on Twickenham's th- roof, like he did in Bloemfontein. <laughs> if he's a bus driver or who knows, I mean, he's still going to have dressing yeah. room influence. He's still going to tell Nino what, what needs to happen. Or I still think Nino is, is better than what we give him credit for. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I feel Rossi is still going to have his say. Yeah, he'll definitely, even if it's like that one game where we, where Rossi was at home and he was watching, I think, on Skype with Jock. Like, I, I mean, where, where have you seen that? Like, <laughs> just passion, man. Just yeah, passion. it's just, it's that what I told you earlier. Like, he has this influence on people and it's because he's a people's person. He's not, I don't want to say names, but I'm going to, he's not Bill Beaumont who sits in the World Rugby headquarters and thinks he's better than the whole of the rest of the world. He's literally one of those guys. I mean, you see him, he has his tracksuit on, he's coaching, he's running the ball, kicking the ball with the players, and he's a people's person. That's why South African fans will die for Rossi, and South African players will die even more for Rossi. Like, it's... Yeah, it's true. Yeah. The thing, it's the thing about it, it's the difference between being a boss and being a leader, you know? Like, he's, he's, he's totally a, a, a servant-hearted leader, and he's, he's in the trenches with everyone. Yeah. Uh, Taking the most, you know, and uh, yeah, we've we've definitely reaped the rewards, and we're very we're very lucky to have him. Yeah. So, so appeal, yeah. by the way, hey? uh, I know that he will he will appeal that decision. Him and yeah, Saru, him and Saru will appeal. So whether or not that uh, changes anything, we'll have to see. But uh, yeah, I know that. that I issue. think it wouldn't really. I don't think it's going to change anything because World Rugby doesn't want to give South Africa any inch, but they might just say like instead of uh, like. Let's say one year, it will go down to like six months or something like that. Who knows? I mean, they they completely snubbed us for uh, the well, player of the year nominations. I mean, yeah. Mario Toji over over Iben I mean, it's although it's a bit dominated the oh, man when they were in South oh, Africa. Franco Mustard or anybody in that position. I mean, what did what is a Toji a Toji yeah. other than being very disappointing? Other than being fifth in the Six Nations, only being above yeah. Italy. I mean, what, what the hell? Come now. Come now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you look at the coach of the year, Dave Rennie, 47% win percentage, he gets nominated for coach of the year. Okay, well, yeah, there I think that's a bit personal towards Rossi. I understand that. But yeah, but Rossi is not the coach. Rossi is the director of rugby. Yeah, uh, technicalities there. But I mean, you know, I, I, I would still say Dave Rennie with what he's done with the Australians where they yeah, were. Obviously. Um, yeah, obviously. Right. I'll give him his dues. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I don't have an issue with that one at all. But, uh, you know, Toji, sorry, mate. Not even the best Not even the best in his team. I think only one that deserves to be there is is Michael Hooper because, I mean, he always gives his all when he plays. And DuPont. Yeah, DuPont. Those are the only two that deserve to be on that list. Yeah, I would, I would agree there. I think there's a few Scottish players that can count themselves unlucky for not being on that list. I mean, Hamish Watson, 270 tackles without missing before the box game. I mean, 
Where yeah. have you seen that in your life? That's true. Anyway, so some there are some very noticeable games for the last weekend of, well, for South African fans, the last weekend of international rugby. So for Scotland versus Japan, who are you going there? I'd have to, I'd have to go with the Scots there. I'd have to go with the Scots. Um, I think Japan play an exciting brand of rugby and um, it's going to be a tough test, but I think the Scots will have, will have too much for them, I think. Yeah, I think for um, for for that, like Japan is always this team that gets hyped for tournaments for mm. the last few years. They've been this hyped team for tournaments, but when they tour or when they play in between tournaments, they're not that not that team that they are in the in tournaments. Yeah, I, I would agree, and also I mean the the world the World Cup was in Japan, so there was mm. all that fanfare and they responded. Yeah. Um, but I think the Scots are going to have too much gas for them. Yeah. Uh, and then we, not to forget, the Rayburn Shield is up for grabs this weekend again with England playing South Africa. But I think that's coming safely back to South Africa. <laughs> let's hope so. Let's yeah. let's absolutely hope so. And then uh, Wales and Australia. Wales haven't lost to the Aussies in how long? It's a cracker. That really yeah. is a cracker. Yeah, in like a long time. Since 2017, Wales haven't lost in Australia or outside of or in Wales. So and I think Australia has had a pretty terrible tour, if I can sum it up like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Wales will. Uh, yeah. They, they haven't been much better because they've only beaten Fiji, the mighty Fiji, on the on their on yeah. Their you can smack them. Yeah. So it will be a tight game, but I think Wales will have too much. I'll back Wales for that one. And then from this is New Zealand. I don't know about you, but those anthems, those two anthems, the Welsh anthem and the Scottish anthem, yeah. the fencing, uh, even the even Ireland's call, man, yeah, those anthems are incredible. Yeah. God save the Queen can go fly. Uh, the <laughs> other ones are amazing. Yeah, definitely. They, that it's just that, like, even in the British Isles, like the British are like the the I don't want to say the least, but yeah, the least of the of the lot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So with France, New Zealand, um, a lot of people are hyping France, saying this is their best chance to beat um, New Zealand. Although you have to go back to 2007 in that World Cup with the fourth pass to get a France win against New Zealand. Oh, no, come now, man. They deserve to win that game. No, yeah. they did, but I mean, it was still a fourth pass. Yeah. Well, yes. How many? And so was so was Bryce Lawrence. Shouldn't have given David, but David Pocock was off his feet. Bygones are bygones, my friend. Yeah, it is what it is, you know. But yeah, um, yeah geez, Dominici. Was it Dominici? Yeah, the, that, that. I think so. Yes. At the end, yeah. Shame. Um, I mean, New Zealand will also be charged up because they will feel like their players will also feel very unlucky to not yeah, be. They'll be wounded. Eh? They'll be wounded. Yeah, and yeah, they come yeah, up yeah. a loss against Ireland. They never really lose exactly. two off their off their perch at the top. I so, would say if if Ireland didn't beat them, I would say France is France has a chance. France but, is too high, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I I with them they won't lose. I don't think they'll lose two in a row. Yeah, I'll back you on that one. I I, I think uh, New Zealand will have way too much for for France. Yeah. Um, maybe not way too much. Maybe. 10 to 15, right? Yeah. 10 to 15. So points. what is your actual score margin for the England-South African game? 
<sighs> you know, our last our last victory was twenty points. I don't know if we're gonna get that again. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick to my normal. I'll go fifteen points. Fifteen points for the spring. Is it going to be fifteen six or is it going to be thirty two twelve? No, I think uh, let's go proper predictions. I'll go maybe twenty six. Twenty six nine is shocking. No, uh, maybe twenty eight thirteen. About then. Yeah, I think. They, they will come out of the blocks in the first half, like that one game when they were playing in South Africa. I, I can't remember how long ago, when they were like 28-something. Johnny, Johnny May put a couple of tries in or yeah. no, I remember that game. So I think it will be a, a fast start for England, because as we've seen, the Bokka struggles in the first half, but that slow poison going to kill them yeah. in the second, and I think it will be a, a win by at least 12 points. Okay. Yeah. I like I like Reinhardt starting over Yankees. Yeah, that's a, that's maybe that's why we were starting slowly because we didn't have Reinhardt. Yeah, but hey, you know Herschel Herschel is one for the future, and I mean every mm. player every player goes through dips in form and stuff like that. Just yeah. ask Billy Rue, but he's still in the team. Um, hey, Billy was Billy. I actually liked Billy last week, except for that first few minutes where he he yacked so much cock on. But I think after that he he sorted himself out, and he and he did it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Then the next game, Ireland versus Argentina. What what, what do you make of that one? I think that's going to be very close. Yeah. For me, I think Argentina is a lot like Japan, like they. In, when it's a tournament, like in the rugby championship, they always pitch up. In the World Cup, they always pitch up. But I think also like a touring side, they're not that great. They have improved since playing in the rugby championship. But I think Ireland will be have all the momentum after the beating the All Blacks. And I think they'll just have too much for Argentina. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think uh, I think uh, the Irish. The Irish are going to have too much for for the Argentinians. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, you know they 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 play with a lot of passion. Um, yeah. but, Sometimes um, too much passion. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think structure yeah. is just going to take them apart. Um, yeah. Weekend. Yeah, the only time um, when you when you lose time. to Argentina, and that's nothing bad about them, but it's when you let that passion get to you, and you let them get in your head, and you. And you lose your type of play, then you then you lose. Yeah, it. Make it a scrap. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to the cricket, the World Cup is done. What did you make of that final? Um. Again, you don't you don't ever discount Australia. You you don't you don't ever write them off. Um. I know they you know they beat us in the first game and then they they had us. Pretty much an ordinary tournament. Yeah, they had um, nothing flashy by, by their standards. Um, they got smacked by England, yeah. And then you know they 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 licked their wounds, and when they when they played Bangladesh, they knew what they had to do. They bowled first, and you know they they managed to get their net, net run rate right up there, and they put pressure on us. And that was it. That was the that was the sort of knockout blow mm. to to us. Was that was that blitz of Bangladesh, um, and then uh, you know in the semis. They played Pakistan. Yes. Pakistan. Yes, they played Pakistan. Derailed that hype train as well. 
um, Pakistan were everybody's favorites. And uh, they, somebody put their hand up. That's the thing. In the, with, with the ball, Hazelwood is, he's mercurial. He's yeah, he just shows throughout the, throughout the tournament. They, they don't drop, they don't generally drop catches. Mm. And, Hazelwood was was on the money, and he doesn't even bowl T Twenty style. He's like he like almost he just bowls line and length, yeah. and he's, he's so economical. He puts on so he puts pressure on the batsman, and if he doesn't take the wickets himself, then I think you know others the, uh, the other acts have got more of a chance. Adam Zampa was, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Adam Zampa, and I think he played the conditions very well. Um, he but he always pitches up. Yes. That's one thing about he, him. Yeah, he always gets wickets, and on these big grounds, and he bowls. Look, he bowls quite a lot of long hops. He does. He does bowl the odd bad delivery. And Oaks were just trying to smack him out the park, and they couldn't get it right. And I mean, they caught in the boundary. Um, he also bowled the, the 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 decent balls that he that he did bowl. You know, the, he got quite a few LBWs, and you know, he was a big weapon in the middle. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think the intensity with the bats—they they didn't only rely on Finch and Warner or Maxwell or whatever. Yeah, they they had those like Mitchell Marsh, Matthew Wade, those kind of those put up their hands and really they they spread the load well. Yeah, um, I think, and, and it's just that BMT, you know, that yeah. that grunt. That I mean, when, Warner's BMT just shines yeah. through, like That's because Warner ahead of the tournament, people were like, no, he's not going to perform. It's not a good decision to choose him, things like that. And then he just simply, like he did, he never had a huge knock, but he knocked that he knocked what he needed to do. Absolutely, and I mean, you know, he he he's never he's never flash, but when encountered, he he was he was there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so like I say, you never you never ever count Australia out in these in these big tournaments. So yeah. big up to them. Um, in and I think of- Mitchell Marsh, I think a few guys in Austra- Australian fans will um, need to pull back their words how they treated him a few years ago, and now they <laughs> he oh, won their hearts. <laughs> you know, sport is fickle, man. Sport yeah. is fickle. You can be you can be hero one day, and you can be it's part of the game, man. It's part of the territory. Um, and a lot of the time, it takes it takes a lot of consistent performances to to get rid of that initial reputation that's that people yeah. have of you um a lot yeah, of consistent or one huge world cup final <laughs> well let's see what happens with old mitch marsh but i mean somebody that can attest to that working the other way is glenn maxwell you know people are yeah. starting to jump on on his back now because you know he used to be this amazing mr 360 2.0 you know yeah. And now he just rocks out there with his wing nut ears and a ponytail, and he does a bit more bowling <laughs> than batting, to be honest. But um, yeah, true. You know. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. They really they 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 shined when it needed to be. They when they needed yeah. to shine, and uh, yeah, they should they should hold their heads up very high. Yeah. So do you think? And this is probably just some fan talk that the All Blacks or the Black Caps have now firmly taken over the Chokers tag from the Proteas. <laughs> I respect those eggs. You know, I I think people may see it as choking or whatever, but they play with class, man. They, they, they are true sportsmen. And to me, character will outshine ability. Yeah. And, 
and in 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 that sense, I will always be a big fan of of that kind of ethos. Yeah. And yes, you know, my 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 namesake Gary Stead there, who's the coach. He he mentioned, or I don't know whether he was misquoted, <laughs> but he has said some weird things about how he feels about Australians, and I had a laugh. But that's not who the New Zealanders are. Yeah, the that's not who they are. are. You know, the understated. Um, Oaks who you know hit the bat and they won't take a single. They'll help us up. You know, mm. those are the, the those are the moments that you know build the fan base. Yeah. And yeah, I refuse to see them as as chokers. Yes, they've they've lost on the boundary count. Yes, they you know didn't win the the test. Did they win the test championship? I'm sure they did, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, yes, mate. I think they did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they are they when when you are as up and coming as, as the New Zealand cricket team, or when you have improved so much, yeah, if you don't get all the way there, now all of a sudden you're chokers, but you haven't even been competing for so long. Yeah. You know, so people should actually just take a step back and realize, hang on a second, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, like 15 years ago. Or so New Zealand never had a chance against South Africa. Like we clubbed them all the time. And then yeah. suddenly they just improved. Not only, not only us. Yeah. I mean, they have, Two players. If you think of the, the history of New Zealand, Cyrus and Astle and Fleming. That's Astle, basically Fleming, Vittori. Yeah, that was. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't think of us like you know Daryl Tuffy or Simon Dool as much yeah. as he like, give himself credit. Oh, what's that batsman? Um, Ross, someone, Ross. Ross Taylor. Ross Taylor. Yeah. Ross Taylor. I mean, he's also a great, a legend of the game. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think they've improved the hang of a lot. And before we start calling them chokers, let's just realize how far they've come. Yeah, definitely. So, what about what do you think is going to happen again with the Sri Lanka versus Windies Test series? I mean, they both have, or Sri Lanka has a lot of young players coming through, and Windies have a lot of old guys that's still there. Although some of them have retired now, but yeah, they it's going to be a, a bit of uh, contrast. Very venue specific, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's if it's in if it's in Sri Lanka, I apologize for not knowing the venue, um, whether it's in Sri Lanka or, or the West Indies. Um, but um, I think you know, their their mystery spinners and those kind of things. I, I I think that they would have too much for for the Windies if it was in Sri Lanka. Um, yeah. Then you know the opposite. The opposite if it was in the Caribbean. I'm not so sure exactly where it is. Um, but uh, all I do know is um, they, the, the Sri Lankans have got some exciting batting and and the, the West Indies batting is about as hot and cold as Francois Stein used to be, you know, before he, <laughs> I don't know, turned yeah. about E3 and now he's yeah. just hot. Um, Until but, he became a dad. <laughs> absolutely, man. I mean, they've got, they've got O's like Shimron Hetmeyer. I mean, the, those guys just have style. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you can watch one go out and just watch the rest of the team collapse because no one. They yeah, just they don't play, have that grip. They just want to play mm-hmm. Calypso, man. They don't. They, they don't want to consolidate. They're still in a smash, you know. Even if the team is falling apart. Um. So I think that's. Uh, it's come at a nice time. It's nice to to watch some real cricket rather than this bash bash T20 we've been we've uh, <laughs> been commentating yeah. on. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a, be a decent, be a decent series. I think the time zones for us though are a little bit out. Um, yeah, as always. 
Luckily, they're playing in Sri Lanka, so it's not that late. Sri Lanka, okay. But I mean, if it was in Windies, it would have been like in the mornings with us. (laughs) On the other side of the world, bro. So let's move on to football. Uh, And once again, uh, it seems like South Africa's sport has been on the receiving end of some official. I must say, South African fans for the rest of the world must be sounding like a bunch of whiners. But I mean, it's... Really? It's just crazy. Like, I mean, if you watch that game and you're a football fan, then there's no way you can say that penalty was a penalty. If the penalty wasn't a penalty and our goal, our disallowed goal was like a week onside. Yeah. But geez, sometimes in these, and you know, it's very sad. It's very sad that when you, when, when these kind of decisions go against you almost so obviously, Straight away, you think to yourself, corruption. Straight away, yeah. you think to yourself, match fixing. Straight away, you think to yourself, someone's got paid. Because, I hate to, to sound like this, but the stereotype is it's Africa, so therefore, you know, it's backward or corrupt. And yeah. I don't like it. But yeah. we don't do ourselves any favors on the continent when it's so it's so almost glaringly it's obvious. Open. It's not even like a... a like, it, it's that, I mean, this, that guy didn't even touch the... the, the a Ghanaian player. He didn't even touch him, and it's a penalty. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the hell? But now, I mean, there was no VAR either, and yeah. that's very strange because for the CAF Champions League games, they do have VAR. So now, a World Cup qualifiers now all of a sudden we're back to the dark ages again. Yeah, um, and yeah, you can't help but question the integrity of the officials if it's so blatantly wrong. Um. That Asin Lobo, the one of the one of the top referees, also had did a bit of a breakdown mm. um, on one of Supersport's shows, and he he showed that you know more than more than half of the decisions where action needed to be taken, the Oak got it wrong. Yeah, so, major uh, decisions, and it's... how how is that even tolerated? How is that allowed? Yeah. You know, and the guys will just make excuses. Well, he's, he's qualified, he's good enough, or whatever. And he he, he refs in a, in you some see, far- Senegal. Like, like back to the rugby referees and all referees and umpires and whatever. Like I understand we shouldn't be blasting them every time. And in the heat of the moment, you can make a a, a mistake. I'm all for that. I mean, people are people; they're gonna make mistakes. But yeah. don't come and say it's a penalty when it was never a penalty. Don't come and, like, say the guy held the ball on the ground when he never held the ball on the ground. Or, like they said on yeah. Saturday, Eben, like, wasn't supporting his weight when he was clearly supporting his weight. I mean, it's decisions like those that's just, it's ridiculous that they go against, and most of the time, and I'm sorry to say this, but they mostly go against South Africa. Like, yeah, it's like it's it, it's it's almost like I mean, from a rugby perspective, anyway, it's almost like why why is this third world country, you know, predominantly impoverished country? Now all of a sudden, you know, we are we on top of the world. Why, you know, it's like it try we try and engineer against the success of yeah. the Springboks. To be to be fair, the Springboks is like the hope for the country. Yeah. If you look at the demographics of the team, if you look at what they stand for, if you look at mm. what they value, and you know, to 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 now all of a sudden stand in it is like basically just the system of the world. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm thinking too much about it, but you know, <laughs> it's 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 a uh, it's not cool at all. Yeah. And for for soccer, I mean, yeah, or football, let's call it what it is, not yeah. soccer. Um, <laughs> like 
you know, for for a long time, South African football has been nowhere, like in a dump, in yeah. an absolute dump. They've been trying, you know, they've been they're moving from coach to coach. The, the there've been changes of players and captains and all sorts of things. Now there's a bit of you know humility. Now there's a bit of a bit of go forward. And uh, now to get to get these these shocking calls, and I mean maybe it was because you know this Ghana team now, you know how can Ghana not be at the World Cup when they've yeah. been consistent the last few, or you know maybe there's a payout. Who knows? And it's really, it's it's really sad. Hopefully, I saw another headline. Um, didn't go into the article this time, but uh, I saw a headline about they're pushing for a replay. I don't know yeah. if South is going to get replay. And well, I think that it, it sets a dangerous precedent, if I'm honest. Um, th- that's why they're pushing for a replay, because previously when South Africa beat, I can't remember who, but they beat them 2-1, also World Cup qualifying, and that team was knocked out. I think it was, yeah, it was Senegal. So South Africa beat Senegal 2-1, but it was for the previous World Cup. Then they had a Ghanaian referee, and he, but there was also some very questionable calls. So there was a re- they. There was a replay, and then South Africa yeah, lost. And, yeah, and then Senegal wow. went through the next round. So the, well, the president has been set. So I mean, then you need to you need to follow through on that. You can't for one team do it and for the other team not do it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that that does end up materializing, and uh, the right thing can happen. You know, you don't you don't mind losing, but if you lose to yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's sport. Someone is going to lose, someone is going to win. But I mean, to lose like that is just ridiculous. You need to keep it as objective as possible. Okay, so we're back in the. I'm glad the international break is over because honestly, I can't follow international football even if I wanted to. (laughs) Just too many games, man. Yeah, so we're back to the Premier League. This weekend, we're back. I think a lot of trials and tribulations are continuing. What are you looking forward to? Obviously, Tottenham playing. Yeah, but I mean, I, I to be honest, to be honest with you, I haven't looked at the fixtures. Mm. Uh, in in my in my personal life, I've had to pl- I have had to play uh, teacher and nurse. Yeah. So and as well as as well as house husband. Um, unfortunately, my wife had a bit of an injury, so I've had to. Um, yeah, I've You're had to busy. I've had to be be for her what she's been for me. So, yeah. um, my my sport planning for this weekend hasn't happened quite yet. Um, but I do know that there's a massive game between Arsenal and Liverpool, um, and I'm hoping that and um, I'm hoping that uh, Liverpool can break Arsenal's unbeaten run at the moment. Do us a favor. on different sides of of the coin there. But uh, yeah, I know one of our super fans really is hoping that Arsenal can do one over over Liverpool. But I'm going to go against him um, due to the fact that I that I support Spurs. To be fair, I don't even know who Spurs is playing. So my authority. Well, I got some. I've got some. Yeah, I've got some. Uh, there were some games that stood out. Obviously, the, there's other games like Villa playing. I can't even remember who. But there are some very. Um, oh, Stevie first game. Yeah, for Villa, managing yeah. Villa. That's that's Stevie G back in the Premier League is that's pretty great. Yeah, and then I mean Leicester versus Chelsea. I think that's a good one for oh, the top of the table. Not top of the table, but I mean Leicester is a top team currently struggling in the bottom half of the table. But I mean they they are on the up with Brendan yeah. Rodgers there. But I think 
For me, Chelsea will just be too good again. They've been looking like the team to win the league, and I think they'll once again show us that when they play. Yeah, it's pretty much, it's pretty much Chelsea, City, Liverpool, Like, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. And the rest of us are going to fight for the dregs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we'll have, to, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. And then uh, Newcastle, they're playing versus... Although Newcastle, it doesn't sound like we have to talk about them, but I mean, it's their first game under Eddie Howe, who's taken over from there. And they're playing against relegation battled. Newcastle is playing against newly promoted Brentford. And Brentford had a whacker of a start. Like, they got out of the blocks... But now they're just dying down like a sprint athlete trying to take a marathon. It's like... Yeah, I was just thinking of that. Eh? Yeah. Classic. <laughs> the classic comrades pace setter. Yeah, it's yeah. like that Norwich yeah. start a few years ago. Yeah, man. Norwich, shame. They're also blessed in there. They're nowhere at the moment. I picked Timo Pukki for the for our little fantasy and his time. <laughs> he scored his first goal before the international break. But, um, yeah, man, I think Newcastle, obviously, with the with this cloud of, you know, how much money they have, I think people are starting to to put them into the picture again. Yeah. Um, and against Brentford, I think also a typical, typical gritty English team. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That one seems like a tough one to call. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw and sit on the fence on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm hoping because I, Ivan Tony, who plays for Brentford, is in my fantasy team. So I'm hoping he's smashing a few, few goals. But, you know, it's yeah. like we said in that uh, podcast, the practice podcast that we had, like Newcastle has all this money and they go for Eddie Howe. And it's just because they don't have the appeal to attract a, a top coach. The thing, the thing is, man, I you don't know how liquid all that money is. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's a transaction and process. Hmm. So... Yes, the takeover has happened, but whether all of those funds are like literally available accounts yeah. and are available, and I mean, who, who's, who's out of a job at this point? Which, which, yeah, which manager can manager come? It's actually available to just at the drop of a hat. Oh, a Saudi billionaire is taking over. Okay, there's cash available. Come, let's go. You know, um, we'd have to wait for a proper window, I think, for guys to be out of contract or wait for somebody to get the sack. Um, yeah. Which does happen often, um, let's be real. Yeah. But uh, you have to kind of match the name that they want with uh, with other circumstances that are beyond their control. So I think, yeah, Eddie Howe knows he's going to be pretty much there on the interim basis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's getting, I think, a two hundred million war chest for the transfer window, and I mean, yeah, you will get some good players, but he's not going to get like people say he's going to get like Mbappe or players like that. I'm no. sorry, but I'm not going to play for Newcastle if I'm talented. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, if you if you someone like you know maybe they bust a Erling Haaland or something, who knows? Yeah. Something, someone comes and then now that's player number one. That is that is the yeah. first, like, and then from there it just gets better and better. Yeah, you never know. And if you look at how how fast Man City changed yeah. from you know a Farmers League team who's like struggling. Uh, I can. I still remember when, when my when my mom was was around. Uh, one of her friends was a huge Man City fan, and I was like, Manchester has two teams, really. <laughs> like Rubinho when he was signed to Manchester oh, City. Like, I was watching. I was watching like David James. David James leaves from Portsmouth to Man City, and it's a downgrade, you know. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, it's like they they got the, the 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 money that they did, and they turned themselves around. So who knows? Soon yeah, you may definitely. see folks playing for Newcastle. Give it two three years. So talking about sacks, uh, I think uh, Watford could be a possible sack game for United. <laughs> Or for Ole, uh, or for Ole, I'll say. I was about to ask you, like, how long do you think Ole still has at the wheel? I think, honestly, I think fans are hoping for him to be sacked. I don't think it's going to happen because I think what United wanted wants to do is they want to uh, get a a very good coach, like one of those elite coaches, like Eric Ten Hag or Zinedine Zidane, and those coaches. Uh, except now for uh, Conte, who's made an exception for starting in the middle of a season. But Mm. those coaches don't generally start in middle of seasons. They wait till the start of the new season because most uh, good players who leave, leave in the summer transfer window. They don't leave in the winter transfer window. And also United said, or what I've heard in the rumors, they're not going to give the new coach any money. If they get a new coach now, he's not getting any money in the winter transfer window. So... That, so no coach. I mean, if I was a manager, I would be like, yeah, I'm not going to take on that. That. Um, yeah, but I mean, if you look at United, really. Yeah, they don't need. They don't need. You want to buy a defensive midfielder, maybe, and a Plymouth yeah. centre back that's better than Maguire. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, you're pretty much sorted. You really yeah. are. You just have to develop what you have. Yeah, yeah, or you just need to like. I don't get it. Or like, why are we still going on with two? Or why are they, United, still going on with two defensive midfielders when we clearly don't have a class defensive midfielder? Yeah, I think, you know, those 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 systems, the the managers often marry to the system. I mean, yeah. you come and you see what Conte did in his first, I don't know if you watched the game, but the first first game Conte had for Spurs. He put three at the back and wing backs. Yeah. You know, from from playing four like a four a classic four five one. He went straight to to three at the back, three five two, and that was it. You know, because yeah. that is or three. I don't know whether it's three five two or three four three. Uh, I, I think th- if it's wing backs, it's three five two. Yeah, it should or really three, be five, three, five one. Three, or, yeah, three, uh, five, yeah. three five one. But like you know, he has he has that set system where you have yeah. three proper three proper centre backs. I mean, even if one is Eric Dyer, who I've never been a massive fan of. Um, <laughs> but um, three of those are at the back. And then Wings back. that's his system. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Ole obviously likes the system that has two defensive midfielders, and that's yeah. what's going to play. You know. Yeah, but he... Well, to give something to him is he is trying to change it, where he's the last few games he played also the two wingbacks uh, formation. But now the fans are like, what happens to Rashford? What's happening to Sancho? Because now they don't have any place. I'm like, what the hell? No player is bigger than the club. If we start winning with this formation, then keep on doing it. They can learn to play striker or wingback. It's it's their yeah. choice. Or they can move on to another club. No cl- player yeah. is bigger than the club. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and especially in, 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 in football, I mean. You, you see a lot of that where it's almost like now we focus so much on who's actually on the field rather than whether they can play together or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think to be to be fair, Oli is very lucky that he's a he's a club legend for United. And yeah, otherwise he would be gone already. <laughs> I think they, that has bought him a, quite a bit of time. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, I think underperforming as an elite club like that, 
especially when you have the the Colin. and all those in, of of the world and and those kind of those at your disposal. There is no real reason why you know you shouldn't you shouldn't be fighting for the title, and people expect that. And because of the massive fan base, there's massive expectation. And I think you know, to be honest, I think it's just a matter of time before before Oli does uh, get the sack. Yeah. Um, but or he's going to go on one of those runs that we've seen in the past where he just doesn't lose. Like, he just keeps on winning. Well, but I don't think eternal, that's going to happen this eternal year. Eternal optimist. <laughs> eternal optimist. But, like, like, again, there's so much There's so much to this. And we can we could talk and sit. Yeah, and we could probably do a soul well, podcast. Yeah, you, think, you think to yourself, how long is it before, you know, that Cristiano Ronaldo can actually lose? How long? Yeah. How long can he take losing? As 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 consistently as it is, you know, before he even starts to, well, not he even, but he starts to really make a change in that dressing room and, and up the mentality of the guys, like yeah. honestly. But yeah, uh, and yeah. then the game you mentioned, Liverpool versus Arsenal. I'm, I think Arsenal has a very decent chance because Liverpool has now had two bad games where they drew against Brighton, lost against West Ham. And Arsenal has just been like they had a horrible start, but they've been like eight games unbeaten. So yeah, a, I think they're a, they are in it. Yeah, it's on. The, they're on a great run, and they've got some 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 vital players that are in decent form. Yeah, you yeah, see, that's what what I can just can't stop scoring, man. He's 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 really on. A, he's also on a hot run. That's, I think what, that's I, what I love about Arteta. Like he he. He decided, I'm not going to sign a bunch of old guys. I'm going to keep my young guys, and we're going to build. Even if we lose against Brentford like they did, and they get 5-0 against City, he just kept on going, and now it's pain. Now the players are in form, and they're, they, they have the experience, and now they're just going better and better. And that Japanese, that Japanese defender yeah. as well. Miyasu, or something like that. Miyasu, something like that. Sounds, sounds like a pork cutlet here in Korea, but it's not. <laughs> No, we don't, we don't. We're not supposed to like the Japanese in Korea either. So. <laughs> yeah. And then your team? That's a, that's a, that's a uh, tight one to call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hopefully, hoping Liverpool, but you know, Arsenal, yo, I, it's a, if you were a betting man, I wouldn't want to put money in that game, to be honest. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> and, and then the, the last... I yeah. just need Kane to start scoring, man. He just needs yeah. to get in the box and he needs to get hungrier. I think any football fan wants him to wants to see him score again. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, for England, he scored a hat trick or four goals. Perfect, perfect hat trick. Yeah. You know, but who was he playing Albania? You know? Yeah, the, the powerhouse that is Albania. But I mean, a lot of people have played against Albania, not scored a hat trick. So I mean, well, that that is that is true. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he but just also needs... even even Maguire scored against something, <laughs> and put his fingers in his ears like an ob jockey. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, I'm silencing you all. No, if you concede 23 goals in 13 games, you're not silencing anybody as a defender. Classic, that's a classic thumbs up moment, just like. Yeah. <laughs> well done, okay. mate. Okay. <laughs> all right, no worries. Um, yeah, so I think. I, I, you you don't have that in front of you. Who are we playing? Sorry, you're no. playing against Le- you're playing against Leeds. That's uh oh, wow. That is a that is a your great, previous managers previous team. That <laughs> is a great game to watch. 
Yeah. I think Leeds are Leeds are very exciting, and I don't know who would who would be the team that that uh, will be pressing, and who is the team that's going to be sitting back and waiting to hit the other on the break. So it's going to be a clash of styles, um, because I think Definitely. we play the same, a similar type of football. But I mean, that Harrison Oak is gas. Mm. Uh, Bamford is a, is a target man. Defensive midfielder. There's there's a lot of threats there, man. And um, yeah, I think and the goalkeeper as well. He is Melia. He's he's, yeah, he's crazy. Like he's just saving everything. He's he's very good. I I remember in our reverse fixture last year, or last season rather, he saved one of one of the free kicks that I I was like, this is definitely going in. Mm. You watch the replay. It's like wrong hand jumping up into the <laughs> corner. Still, oh. um, and I, I think I even put a Facebook status about it, mm. um, where they I think they just parked the bus. And they wanted to hang on for the draw or something like that. And yeah, uh, yeah he kept out that, that free kick. So I think, yeah, man, it's it's going to be a clash of styles. And I, I just hope we can, or we, I say we, I say sometimes. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's I, just how we are as fans. You know, we just about United and I'll do the same thing. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, let's just see who can, who can keep the ball. I think the yeah. team that keeps the ball and... Uh, Puts the other one under pressure. Classic cliche. They're the team that's probably going to win the game. Um, yeah, let's let's no, hope. I, Lucas I need Moore. to make a correction. It's not and, your previous manager, previous team. It's your manager was Wolves manager. Yeah, sorry about that. That's <laughs> no worries. Complete, but, completely got it wrong there. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. This is this is just a bright atmosphere after yeah. all. Obviously, no. some guy is going to say the wrong thing. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, "Hey, what are you talking about? You talk rubbish." Yeah, uh, which is probably correct. We talk a lot of rubbish here. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, that's a that's a cracker. And then you wanted to touch on Formula One as well. Yeah, I think the the fans are like a lot of fans are complaining, and I'm like, what are you complaining about? You you complained when Lewis Hamilton dominated when he won the championship by like 200 points, and no one was near him. People complain now. It's a com- complaint because. FIA is giving penalties to this person and then it's no, you know, it's that classical Leo uh, Leo Messi, if I put it in football terms, Leo Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo debate. And I think, yeah, we're in for a massive last three, I think it's three races. Yeah, I think three races starting this weekend in Qatar. I think we're in for the, for a last stretch that's going to be memorable. The last time it was like this was in 2016 when Hamilton and Nico Rosberg was racing for the championship and it went until the last race in Abu Dhabi and it that even that last race was like crazy times yeah, yeah. I know I know my my dad back home will be uh, my dad and my brother will be uh, jumping up and down for formula 1 um I I I did send send my brother a message to say hey come help me out yeah <laughs> What's going on? You know, let me know. And I just saw you sent me a three-minute voice note, but uh, a little, a little too late there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll listen in later. Uh, sadly, sadly, my my F one is not where it should be again. I've oh, really it's okay. There, I mean, you watch you F UFC, and I don't watch UFC, so I mean, we all Mate. have things. Nice. I'd much rather watch Turks map each other for like twenty-five minutes rather than watch us. Who I know is gonna win, or you know, but I mean, each to his own, man. 
Um, no, but like I like I always tell people, and this is like honestly, you won't believe the effect that it has. Like if you want to watch Formula One, go watch <laughs> watch a documentary watch. on the Supercars. I think. Yeah, no, not that one. Watch Drive to Survive on Netflix from season one. I wasn't a, a F1 fan until about a year ago, and I watched that documentary, and now I'm like, you can't get me off F1. Well, unless they're yeah. driving at like three o'clock in the morning, but I mean that's understandable. But like, honestly, it, there are so many storylines and things going on, and this season as well. Like, I think Netflix are just l licking their lips to release this the next edition uh, uh, because this season, like Hamilton took out Verstappen in Great Britain, and Verstappen mm. has been making his shoulders uh, wide in uh, in the first corner of almost every race where he's. Uh, pushed Hamilton a little, not pushed him, but he's like making his car wide so he can't pass him. And yeah, there's just so yeah. many things going oh. on. And, and I mean, and then you add you add Lewis Hamilton and how political he is to to that whole thing. And uh, he, yeah, I, I saw I saw a comment about how he wants to race in the motherland, the motherland of Africa. You know, and yeah, bless him. Everybody's got everybody's got their own right to 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 you know to say what they want. And often. You know, often those kind of things can overshadow your your abilities. I mean, yeah, your greatness. You only you only have to look at. Uh, I, and I mean, I'm I'm I really am a uh, to my core, I'm an anti-racist. But I mean, the the if you look at what has happened to a person like uh, Naomi Osaka, yeah, people like people like uh, Simone Biles, um. Those people who have who have spoken out, and it's it's actually sad, and it's actually a an indictment on the system again, where mm. the people who speak out end up where you know the things that they are paid to do and the things that they are going to be remembered for. Those kind of things kind of suffer, yeah. and I don't know whether Lewis Hamilton is is going to fall into that same trap. Um, Look what, but but his his success that he has had already, yeah. Over, he could he could retire tomorrow and still be one of the greatest F1 drivers that has ever yeah. walked the face of the planet. Um, so I think if anybody has earned their right to speak up, it's him. Yeah, um, definitely. He already already proved his greatness. He didn't come into F1 and say, "Oh, I want to fight this. I want to fight." He was quiet. Exactly. He won. Like he first, literally first season, he lost out on the championship. Like with, I think. A few points. He was a rookie, like complete rookie into F1, lost out by a few points, and then he just smashed it from there. And I think if you're a real F1 fan or a real racing fan, motorsports fan, and yes, you will um, like hate that part of him, but you will. St I always say, Lewis Hamilton, the race driver, I love that guy. He can race. He'll win you. He'll win you a championship from nowhere. He'll come from behind. He never gives up. But Lewis Hamilton, the other part of him, that's the person I'm not really fond of. So, yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, if absolutely. you're a sports fan, then look at the sports of the thing. Yeah, I think those those part. It all it all depends on how it is how a person's character resonates with you as a fan. Um, like you 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 mentioned UFC there. I mean, a lot of the times, the guys that I would want to back to win fights are the Quiet Oaks. I'd yeah. much rather have the Quiet Oaks beat the Loudmouth. Like I love that when the loud yeah. the when the loud mothers get all arrogant, don't want to touch gloves or whatever, doing showboating, and someone just tosses it, smacks it, yeah. completely finished. 
if you if you if if someone is listening, the classic George Masvidal versus Kumaru Usman, and Usman slept Masvidal because Masvidal's a fool, and Covington also. Wob, wob, wob with his mouth. Wada, 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 yada, yada, blah, blah, fish face, nickname, nickname. And then he got spanked. You know, didn't get yeah. knocked out. He's a great fighter, but, you know. And I think, you know, a person's a person's character will will resonate with certain fans. And then yeah, that's just how it is. Just like, oh, who are just like, I'm all about ability. I don't care. You can be whoever, whatever kind of man you want to be. Just, I'm interested in your sporting ability and that's it. And that's yeah. all part of human nature. And I think that's, that's all fine, you know. Yeah. Um, who is out of out of interest? Uh, who is who is the other driver in this uh, in this <laughs> feud that you speak of? It's uh, Max Verstappen, young guy from Netherlands. Oh. He was the yeah, I, I think he was the youngest uh, cha- um, not championship winner, race winner. He was okay. He could drive F one before he even uh, legally could drive a real uh, a normal car. Like literally, yeah. his first season the. He had a Shafir that took him to races. He couldn't get to the races by himself, but then got out of that car and then jumped into a, a race car and raced. <laughs> and I'm I'm taking it that's uh, Josh Verstappen's son. Yes. Josh Verstappen was racing when I was a small boy, watching every weekend with my dad. Yeah. Uh, and then Josh, the- he was racing like a useless cause. He was, was at the back. He was the other yeah. left by. No, his son <laughs> is outliving him by far. <laughs> oh. That, and then uh, the other yeah. battle is between the two constructors. I think for the first time we have a like, or not think I know for the first time in quite some time we have a very in the let's say the hybrid era because this is now the end of the hybrid era. But now this last year we actually have a decent title fight between Mercedes and Red Bull. Only ten points in it, and it, there's only three races left. So that's who's, who's driving? Who's driving for Ferrari at the moment? Because Ferrari yeah. was used to just smash everyone. Yeah, but they're not anymore. But they are like last year. They just had a horrible year. Like the year before, that they were caught dropping fuel into the petrol or something like that, and that made them fast as fuck. And then, they, then that was taken out of their car. So last year they struggled. This year they have Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc, two very talented drivers. They've taken Ferrari back to the top three, and they're having a they're themselves actually having a very interesting battle between. McLaren and them. That's going to be also... And, uh, and another one for third and fourth this time, not for yeah. one and two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Another great, great weekend of sport on its way. Yeah, can't wait. So on thank the... you, Jeff. Any last words from your side? Yeah, on the on the UFC front, uh, we have Misha Tate versus uh, Catelyn Vieira. And Misha Tate is on her comeback trail. And uh, I think she's going to come unstuck against uh, a, a Portuguese-speaking Brazilian, who I think is going to give her a, give her a hard time. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll watch that uh, again. Uh, well, we'll watch that early hours of the morning. Um, but anyway... Like, like most sports. <laughs> absolutely. Pulling, messing up our weekend sleeping patterns, but uh, yeah. for the love of the game, wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah, from my side, I just want to say one thing for the Springboks. Murele. I hope they... Murele. Absolutely. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Andres, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks, Jeff. Enjoy. Ciao. Okay, sure.